Well, she just a killed Chloe. She'll no take any advice. It's a drafty double bell, you heat her up and she have to get twice. Her father's just a waster, her mother's on the game. She's just a Celtic clipping, but I love her just the same. Welcome to another edition of the Maroon Machine podcast. Today joined by Gary Generazzo. How are you doing today, Gary? I am good, Sean. How's yourself? I am not bad, not bad at all. A bit tired. I was early start of the day, so. All right, okay. <laughs> I suppose I should be woken up by now, but but not quite. What have you yourself? You've been busy. Uh, yeah, this morning we've had a few few bits and bobs to do, a couple of deliveries and that. So, uh, aye, it's all guns blazing on a Friday. <laughs> no, absolutely. So that's what you're you're obviously doing now. Now you've took a step back from from football. How's the how's it been being able to focus on something and not have the the football there, you, you can put all your attention in there now. How's it been? Yeah, to be honest, Sean, it was it's been in my mind for a while, the decision like and it wasn't easy. Um I had to, you know, really think about it. and obviously with the situation with COVID and like, you know, with the season just halting completely. You know, then with a few months before we went through what was happening, if we were going to resume and um no, the way the business was going, it was like something even pre COVID, I was like it was in the back of my mind, you know, I need to really put in a hundred percent. Like the business was going well the last couple of years, but your first two years of building, growing, you know, you're you're trying to work on things and uh, as I said, like now, you know, how how we've grown quickly and you know, we're busy, it's like um probably the right decision and overall because like I actually look back I look now and I'm like geez like I, I wouldn't be able to commit to football you know with how busy we are just now and like uh, with all we've got going on and uh, so I can yeah I can put all my attention into that and focus obviously I've got help with the, with the brother and stuff but it's 95% you know I'm, I'm doing everything so it's like uh, with football the Saturdays especially like deliveries and stuff you know we I used a couple of temp drivers over the over the lockdown and stuff, which was good, gave us a hand. But as I said, you know, predominantly you want to be you want to be there, you know, hands on uh, at the start. You know, we're not at the stage where you can start employing people, but one day. And uh, so no, I'm I'm glad. Like obviously, very hard decision, but as I said, I'm, I've been able to focus. You know, during the week, no thinking in. So that's been nice that way. Like just all business, and obviously, aye, then you see the Saturday, you do you do miss the the buzz, like. <laughs> As far as the business goes, what's what's sort of the plan? What's the next step for you? Is it is going to try and get any? I've seen you are doing a few markets and what have you. Are you going to try and get in some shops, or is it always going to be a, a personal service? Yeah, going to be personal. No shops. Shops not something we're looking for because like the type of produce we're going to shops, like a wine shop, fair enough specialty, but. Um, we're not, you know, we don't want to start retailing the wines, you know, we want to keep it quite unique and uh, just offer a, a service where we, we provide like excellent wines, beers and stuff. And uh, so, yeah, no, we do events and obviously a lot of them got cancelled this year, but we've got a big year next year. We're planning doing like pop-up bars. That's the next thing. So that'll be good for us. We want to go down that route and obviously continue with the wholesale, but the wholesale took like a, a hit obviously this year, especially the last few months. And um, so we're focusing more on, yeah, the home deliveries and, you know, we, we distribute nationwide as well. For online sales for for the public so yeah we'll continue to do that and as i said yeah just keep growing and uh, down the line we'll just look to do as many you know events and one day we'll uh yeah hopefully to expand even bigger no absolutely you certainly seem to be going the, the right way yeah you mentioned about obviously you still get that buzz the, the football buzz on the weekend Are you enjoying just being able to i suppose enjoy it as a, a fan maybe a spectator not so much wherever it's going on but just being a fan of the game you enjoying that yeah, yeah, no, like, listen, I love football, it's been my life, uh, football daft, so that'll never go away uh, in terms of that, just taking in the scores and, 
not don't mean pressure, but just sometimes like taking a step back and just watching from a hole and seeing like, like how you know what's the thoughts, what's the vibes you get when you're when you're when you're watching results and obviously I not been able to take in many games obviously, but um, which is disappointing because I, I, I no I would love to still do that you know just like you say like a fan just go and watch a few games different teams and obviously um, I would love to take in a few kill games as, as much as possible if work allows but I uh, and Tuesday nights and stuff like being able to watch the Champions League you know <laughs> all these just wee things like that you miss over the years like. And so being able to take that in and no um, training outdoor in Kelly when it's <laughs> blowing, blowing 100 miles per hour in <laughs> torrential rain. So I'm not missing that side. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. It's good when you can you can keep warm. Um, so looking at the, your career, obviously, Kelty was a, a big part in this. But prior to that, you had a quite a storied career playing before Kelty. And you started off just down the road at, at Cowdenbeath. Yeah, yeah. So I was a, obviously... Boys club joined uh, Cowden Beef, I think, 17, 18. So, yeah, that was the first step into senior in terms of pro youth and stuff. And, uh, no, so, obviously, went on to sign for the first team. Enjoyed my spell there. Young lad, you know, played with some excellent players at the time. You know, senior players, you really, that's when you first learn how tough Scottish football is. Uh, you have to become a man pretty quickly. So, uh, no, enjoyed my time Cowden Beef. Uh, got a few a few opportunities. Uh, the first manager I played under was Brian Welsh. You know, he was really keen. He was the one that sort of took me into the first team. Loved my style of play. And then, obviously, you know, different uh, managers have different opinions. Uh, and, obviously, played under Danny Lennon, which uh, I just, my opportunities were a little bit more limited. Uh, played the first few games and then, yeah, it was just sort of out of the picture and was up against the captain and stuff. So, you know, obviously I ended up leaving County Beef getting released, which is you know, it's fair enough as part of football. But as a young lad, and I was you know full time there through the SFA scheme, so you know it's always gutting like. Um, but as I said, yeah, you just then uh, you just have to get on with it. And um, so yeah, went on to the junior game, um, which to be fair helped me massive in, in my game. Probably would say like really brings you out as a player. Like that's where I developed the first couple of years in junior because you just get thrown in the deep end. You're up against yeah. really strong guys. I was only nineteen uh, and. You know, yeah, had to develop quickly. So, no, I played a wee bit there and then uh, obviously went on to the East of Scotland side before uh, the Lowman League kicked in. Uh, had a, a spell with Edinburgh City. Done well there, enjoyed that. Good club, good setup. And and then obviously the move came to Spartans, um, which was, you know, spent a good three, three years there. Yeah, enjoyed it, loved it. Um, and, you know, just the facilities they had, the, the pitch, that was quite a big pool. So, and then, yeah, as I said, spent three years there. And uh, then the, the, the opportunity to, to go abroad for a short spell with Sweden came about. Um, and that was, like, honestly, something I'd always wanted to do. I'd always wanted to travel, but I would never want to, like, give up football. And, you know, my goal was, I always believed in my ability, like, to get back full-time. As I said, Scottish game can be hard. You know, it's getting back in there. You know, you need that. You just need that somebody to be watching you or take a chance in you. But it's, it's tough this Scots League to, to break in again or get opportunities. So, no, but I, I played well at Spartans. You know, I think three seasons I was there. I got three Player of the Year awards and, you know, different types of awards. Which was, so, I had a good spell. Enjoyed it. Played some yeah, some of my best football there. And then, uh, so, in my peak, got the opportunity through a friend. Uh, I was actually... To be honest, I was wanting to go to America. That's where I first sort of sent send my CV, you know, with some footage and stuff, put all that together. And basically, uh, the friend of mine who worked, he was coaching in America, he says the team are interested, but they've got a, you know, they've got an opportunity to, to maybe go in Sweden, see how you get on, you know, sort of thing. And eventually, you know, just out of nowhere, I said, you know what, I'm just going to take it. So uh, I was working in the prison service and uh, ended up, you know, quitting the job. And uh, yeah, I went over to Sweden for a wee trial, paid by myself. 
you know, took that risk. How, how was it? How was the how was the football over in Sweden yeah, so compared? Sweden was fourth tier there, so it was like honestly big shock. Really good, like honestly, like as I said, they like it's Swedish good national team. You know, they've always developed some good players and stuff. And I always wanted to just see different styles of football and culture, like as I said. And uh, oh no, I was nervous beforehand. Like you know, just jumping into the deep end but as I said just you just have to get your comfort zone and let like you know have to learn the language and stuff so you know when I went over there it was it was it was an eye-opener very good standard all physical no technical as well like but they were strong I would say it sort of mirrored the Scottish game but the Swedish boys a lot right. of them the team I joined Mellerud no it was good and to be something about them Sean is the mindset like for these guys over there they were working just part-time like Scotland but their part-time was training every day <laughs> so right. they were they were like so. It was sort of like full time. I wasn't working over there. I actually got on a contract where I had having you know accommodation that I paid for before. Obviously, when I signed, uh, ended up signing right away. To be honest, I'm well impressed. And uh, I didn't know what I was going into, but as I said, no, I got good crowds, good good stadiums, and as I said, then no, it was a real eye opener. And as I said, uh, yeah, these guys were Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So for me, it was like, whoa, geez, like I'm used to being part time for the last few years, and. Uh, it was Tuesday, Thursday night. So no, and these guys were grafting during the day, coming to training every night at like seven o'clock. And I was like, fair play, like that's the mindset. Just maybe a, a bit, yeah. a bit different to be fair. And that's why, obviously, I think like Scotland, obviously great. We've got to the Euros now eventually, but as a nation, like we've suffered. Like you know, the culture, the, the, the culture here is just it's not the same. Like uh, you know, it's more about partying and drinking here. And that was something I was always into my fitness, and uh, you know, obviously I had fun as well. But I was always like dedicated to the game sort of thing so no when as soon as I got in there and I just felt like oh this environment was great so obviously it was a short time there and uh, I done well enjoyed it uh, it was there only there three and a half months so sort of like through the summer and uh, basically I joined sort of like near the end of the season um, uh, and obviously the season finished and you know they, they loved my time there and I actually had a couple teams in division one which was uh, that third tier over there interested in stuff but we went home as I said uh, and then I got the opportunity from uh, America um, basically you know they obviously had talks and done well so I got invited, uh, invited over to uh, Malta um, again uh, paid for my hotel taking a rest to train with to, to train with Tulsa Roughnecks um, on a tour and they, they, they were unbelievable, to be fair, the standard. And they, they came up against, like, Legend of Warsaw, played some top, top teams, like, uh, you know, uh, a team in Russian Premier League. I think they were above Zenit at the time, you know, when they were pumping in cash. So I've just went from, like, playing fourth team in Sweden to, like, all of a sudden, like, stepping up to, like, a big level, playing, like, Legend of Warsaw. Yeah. I think full-strength full team, like, and uh, it, was, it was incredible. And, uh, and Maltese football the stadiums and that played a couple of teams in Maltese Premier League and so I ended anyway so after after there uh, obviously I got pulled into the room uh, by the coaches and stuff and they said they'd love to take me over to America and, and sign so I was like oh wow dream come true to be honest um, didn't know what to expect but as I said no I fitted in right well and uh, yeah so had to had to move very fast before because their season had to get all the paperwork done before January February sort of thing and uh Get your visa, you know, it's a big complex thing. So I had to go down, had to go down to London and stuff. But then, as I said, USL America second tier. That was where my friend coached and stuff. And he said like it was a good, good league. Like it's tough, uh, but he said I think you would do well. So that was all, that was a goal from right from the start. Like I never envisioned Sweden, but obviously I, you, you sometimes have to take the the, the stepping ladder, you know, to, yeah. go to, to go straight to the USL. To be honest, and people always ask me like, what it was like? Like it was a hard league. Like you're talking probably like 
Ah, yeah, but even Championship Scotland here because they're sh- honestly these guys are like fit full time, like um, and they've, they've got the mixture of uh, European players. There are a lot of European players come over as well, Spanish, and they had the Mexicans. So they had some good, good players technical wise. Like, but the basis of American players were athletes, like athletic, like you know, yeah. come up come up against some black players and like some of these guys are like the quickest players I've ever came up against like really tough test like so as I said I didn't get much of a pre-season with them I literally came in and these guys had been training for like three weeks so my first training session met the boys stadium Tulsa Roughnecks were a affiliation of a baseball team uh, who playing like the just below the major league so their stadium the facilities were second class in Oklahoma unbelievable Aye. Just walking into that setup, like miles ahead of here, like that's, as I said, just the, the money they've got in America. You know, as I said, the so- uh, soccer, football in America is still only the fourth biggest sport. But yeah. when, I, when I went there, I, you know, I seen like wow, like the pitches, honestly, all all watered before games, like spring, like I mean, like the top top conditions you could ask for as a player like and as I said my first training game was like with the pre-season sort of bounce game between us and uh, it was like 37 degrees and I was like okay welcome <laughs> to uh, welcome to Oklahoma so that was you know I had to adapt very quickly like and to be fair the first training session I think Jesus I said that was like tough like because the heat is just something you've never oh, you, can't, you can't explain you know you've been playing in Scotland and then Sweden was pretty cold and um, you know and part for some of that a few warm days but no that was a uh, yeah that was like get get adapted quickly so no as I say Tulsa Roughnecks great squad like um, again the level I was completely surprised didn't know what to expect but I came up against some top top teams and like just even for us, like our home, our home first game, I think was twelve thousand fans. Like so, even that, well, no, it was incredible. That was my dream always to play in front of like good support, and uh, I think our average was like seven thousand. So like Tulsa Roughnecks were that arrival in Oklahoma, which is like an hour away. But Tulsa, the city I was in, that was there. You know, that's where all the fans local. That's you know, hub, yeah, that was a hub exactly. Like Kelly, so obviously a wee bit larger scale, but no, really fan fan club. Uh, just you know, very hands-on like the, the the support was un- unbelievable and just I've been a foreign player even when I was walking you know you go out there was me and a few other British boys but uh, when you go out in the city you were just welcome open arms eh? like really friendly people like um what were then, what were what were their approach like what was their approach to football was it similar or was it a complete sort of different approach to the game so what what my first game we ended up playing the number one ranked college and I'll tell you what all the college teams out there are another <laughs> level as well like they're just the facilities I think it was, like, it was in Texas Dallas Texas so honestly you should have seen this college pitch like probably the best pitch I've ever played on and that's a college pitch like just a Mac like so no the the coach that was a reason and the coach was the uh, assistant manager was Tom Taylor uh, and he was the one that sort of helped me get there uh, he's his dad Paul Taylor's managed in championship in England played for Sheffield United straight Tom Taylor as well. He's got, he's had a good career high up in England, Championship, League One, League Two. He's played in America as well, and the manager was David Irvin. So he was a uh, an, an Englishman as well. So that sort of helped him. Sort of like their style of play was sort of similar to the British game. Yeah. So uh, no, that's why they brought me in at right back uh, because obviously up and down and just I uh, get crosses in there. But the, the, the style, to be fair. Um, he was a bit old school, David Irvin. Like he's, I think he played forever, and he's like he was one of the highest transfer fees ever ever like for the like when um, they first came in like years ago so he's, he's got a good pedigree so that was another reason to sort of go there it wasn't like an american coach but um no um the style was yeah pretty direct to be fair uh, we liked to, like the players we had we could have played out for the back a lot more or played a lot more football but he didn't really like that it was sort of like you know back to front quickly so 
I like, you know, I like playing for the bat. I like dribbling. I like running up and down. So, no, like, just had to get used to the style. So, um, but no, the training was second second class, like, um, or the first class, second to none. And, uh, no, the facilities, as I said, we trained every day. You know, perfect training pitch. All water, even water before training. But the heat was just, the heat was tough. So, um, playing at nights, you know, I think one game I played our rivals, Oklahoma, a big derby, full stadium, and it was uh, 44 degrees at kickoff at half seven. So, you know, you just, I, honestly, nobody, I can't explain to people how, like, people are like, how did you do it? You're just like, you, you just get the fitness, you, your body just climatizes, you know, like, training yeah. every day, that heat, you, sh- you would instantly sweat within, like, 20 seconds, but, uh, no, listen, overall, loved America, I loved traveling all over, like, seeing all the different states, playing in uh, LA, like, Seattle, Vancouver, uh, and as I said, the standard of football was unbelievable. Uh, as I said, I had to had to get the fitness right up right away. Um, as I said, some of the toughest games I've ever had in my life. There. Um, Did you manage to get take in a lot of the the culture while you were over there then, or was it pretty much all football? Uh, yeah, no, of course, Americans uh, they they're, they're a bit different for the British, obviously. That, to be honest, um, no, listen, they were great, very friendly people. Um, the culture in Oklahoma is a bit different, quite a religious city. So they're friendly, they're open up, like you know, they they were very like approachable, put it that way. Um, but no, we we experienced the nightlife and said coffees. To be fair, Tulsa's quite a city where there's lots of restaurants and food places. Like supposedly it's where all if you're going to become a chain in America, they come there to test it and then if they do well mm. they'll branch out. So aye, there's a lot of good food places. So to be fair, that's, apart from football, we there wasn't much else to do. Like, you know, you were going for food, coffee with the boys and um with their own apartment and stuff, but it was a big shopping centre, so that's where we spent a lot of our free time. And uh, to be honest, after training in that heat, you were you were knackered. Eh? Like, so we had a gym, uh, one of the high schools, top yeah again in Tulsa, top college, sorry top high school for American football. And you should have seen their gym. Like as I said, just mind blowing facilities. Like walked in, so we got we obviously Tulsa had a joint sort of affiliation with the high school, so we could use the gym after a certain time if the because uh, these American football teams there's like 50 players so they take, yeah. the whole, they take the whole gym out. but I used to I used to go into the gym after training and you know just you could watch through the window these boys training on the pitch and their stadium was like a 20,000 seat stadium and that's a high school like and they, they, yeah. they're packed every weekend so I didn't get to take in a game but anyway just the gym was incredible so no nah, that's what that's what we've done a lot like you know in the gym and uh, but no cool 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 city um, just very very hot that was like most of like during during four or five months, it was like peak thirty over thirty degrees every day. Like so, not not complaining. Like I did love it, but <laughs> um, no. As I said, and then after the season came to an end, I think we finished near the bottom. It was a mixed season. As I said, played with some good players like our strikers. He played in MLS. Taylor Morgan, the uh, English boy, he was at Falkirk, played in the Scottish Cup final in that. So yeah. no, it was a, it was a good standard of players like. And uh, some boys from Mexican Premier League who were over, and like, just in that league in general, I didn't know like there was boys on loan for Chelsea, youth teams, Tottenham. Uh, it's quite a, it was quite a youth, uh, a youthful league. Like you know, I was only twenty six at the time, but like I think they they were going down that route. And to be fair, all your um, we played the second teams of the MLS teams, so yeah. Uh, they had a second team in our league, so they they copied the European style, like they play out for the back. So I was quite surprised at that, like. The MLS teams, you know, they followed their first team sort of play, you know, full backs wide, uh, centre back split. So 
Uh, our manager didn't like us doing that anyway, but um, we just had two defensive midfielders who were absolute dogs, and uh, <laughs> they pretty much told like not to get on the ball, just uh, do the do the dirty side. So uh, no, we had, we had some flair players, and uh, I said they uh, got some good results, some bad results, and that. But um, no, just and also the other one uh, came up against Alfonso Davis. No, I heard all right. about. Him. I uh, Vancouver. Uh, I was left back that day. Vancouver Whitecaps was obviously he was the second team, and uh, I got told, "Oh, this prodigy, you know, this kid's like he's going to be the next big thing." I think he was fifteen at the time, but obviously I didn't know that. And uh, I was like, you know, how I'm saying to myself, like, how can this fifteen-year-old like I'm twenty-six, like, you know? But it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't a warning. It was just like, you know, watch out, like he's, he's he's fast, he's tricky, like they're raving about him. He's got scouts all over looking at him, and I was like, right, great, I'm buzzing for this. Uh, so I played against him. Uh, and I said I had done well, and obviously, but you could see like he, he wasn't strong, but he was so quick, nifty. Just you could see yes. a, you could see he was a talent. So I think I used my experience a couple of times just to like out muscle him and stuff. But uh, no, he was uh, you could see he was going to be something special. And now, obviously, can't believe the career he's had. He's just went through, through the roof. So uh, no, I think America now are starting to produce players in that. So you know they're starting to produce talent, and uh, you can look at the. I think there's one in Barcelona now, a couple of players for America. So, no, the level, well, the USA have always done well at World Cups and stuff, like compared to Scotland. Yeah. They've always had a, a, you know, a decent team. Uh, so, anyway, after America, basically, America works like it was on yearly contracts roll on. So, you go home for Christmas, which was good. You know, I was able, the family, the only thing about America was far away. So, the family never got, you know, I, I'm, I'm a family man. Like, I, close, like I said, it was great to get out there and that. But, um, it was they didn't get a chance to come over and see games. My dad was still working near the chip shop and like uh, with a dog and that. And like I said, it was just tough. It's far away. Yeah. So, you know, you're talking. It was like twelve hundred pounds to come to Oklahoma for flights and stuff. So, but that that was sad because I would have like to be fair. My mum and dad they they would watch every game at four in the morning, like because that was the time zone. So they would get up and watch like because it was all streamed live and YouTube and stuff. Um, so no, obviously they were supportive, but as I said, it would be nice for them to come out and actually experience it. So went home for Christmas and I didn't really know my next move. You know, I was waiting to hear back for Tulsa sort of thing and see like if there was going to be another option. And uh, they did mention before they were interested and stuff. So, but they were in a development phase because they were getting new owners. So they were a growing mm. club, but they were still, I would still say the owners were more baseball. So like, but they've jumped into the football world. So like, they were, that's why they had the English coaches in to sort of try and change the culture of like, teach them because the European style and the British like the Americans are still a wee bit behind in that sense obviously they've got the facilities so no Christmas time and then um, I had an agent and uh, basically he said like Tom the guy the assistant manager he was leaving Tulsa which is I got on really well with him um, and he said listen uh, I spoke to the agent like he, he knew our club out in Czech Republic uh, this was like December time I got the, the, the text and call and I said oh I said alright okay I says what, what's the standard he says listen it'll be, it'll be higher than here uh, second tier as well again below the Premier League good club but they're ambitious like they're pushing for promotion they're looking for a fullback and we like I thought you know we would suggest you and I it was like a couple of us with Prague and I said right okay I said to be fair I know I know our flight over is a lot more better you know for the family and yeah so again he said but listen you know the money would be good as well he, he said but you're tough to go on trial how, how, how do you feel I said so it took, took like a wee week couple of weeks to think about it done a wee bit of research in the club uh, the league and stuff and he said like it is like Czech Republic like the national team are good like they've always you know produced good players and he says listen they're physical strong and uh, you know they're technical as well so I so eventually two weeks later on he says right you know you want to go for it so I said of course so 
I ended up booking my flight. They uh, got picked up for the airport. <laughs> it's just funny, you know. Yet again, jumping into a total different culture. Uh, you know, the language was. I'll get into that, but uh, you know, that was another like defense. So I just put all my eggs in that basket. So it looked like you know America. I'm going to go for Czech Republic just for Europe to try another style. As I said, again, travel somewhere else. Basically, I got picked up for the airport, going for a trial. It was meant to be a week trial. There's going to be a couple of games in that time as well, and uh, got taken two hours for a guy who didn't speak a word of English. So I was in the car the whole way, like just, you know, total awkward silence. But this is the, the joys of football. But it was I was interesting anyway. But And then we turned up to the FK, FK Vansdorf and the uh, small town, I could see right away, I said, right, okay. And there was snow everywhere. So yeah, again, I went from 40 feet <laughs> to like right into um, like the extreme. So obviously I went in January. So it was like, because they... Uh, they have a winter break and the, the season resumed March. So it was a long pre-season, which was great for me to, if I was going to sign, obviously. So yeah, I went and met the boys, went and met the manager right away, fell in love with the manager. He was top, didn't speak hardly any English, but he could, he, he just demanded, he demanded a respect, a good figure. And he was, he was funny. He was, he was top, loved him. One of the best managers I played in eventually. So he, he introduced me to the boys in the change room. And like, it's never easy going into a dressing room, like new as a new player, but as a foreign player, like going into a dressing room, like these guys, I think most of them didn't speak English. So, you know, I definitely took on a challenge that I felt, well, I look back and Jesus can be proud of that. But um, just, I walked in and he's like, you know, he said in English, he's like, hey guys, we have a new player. He's like, uh, this is uh, Danny Alves, the white, uh, white Danny Alves. The <laughs> I was like, oh, I no pressure there because he heard good things about me and that. And he seen my, he seen my CV, sorry, he seen my, my highlight footage from America and stuff. So he said to me like, you know, strong because he was a strong man. He's, I think, he's played for Slavia Prague. Like he played in the Euro, the UEFA Cup and that. So he had, he had a good pedigree as well. But um, no, right away, just you know, I was like, right, great. And uh, we trained. So they done double sessions pretty much every day. So that that's what I'm saying. That just took it for another level to America. Like yeah. in terms of training, oh, their mindset. They're you know, we fair America. Like a lot of college players came to the like the game. So, you know, they've graduated from college and they've turned pro, but they still had that college mindset of, like, drinking beers, you know, just that sort of college lifestyle sort of thing. But went to check and I was blown away. These guys were, like, I mean, machines. Like, they were all into the, like, all... Uh, just the wee things, eh? Like, when you're in Sean in a dressing room, like, just doing the right things before the game, like, foam rolling. They all had the protein shakes, energy drinks. Just, like, just class, culture. Like, yeah. I thought, fucking hell, I was like, wow. So, um Trained the first day, enjoyed it, loved it. They had an astro grass pitch next to the stadium. And uh, again, they had to shovel all the snow before the game. It was freezing. I've got gloves, I've got snood. I said, what the fuck have I got into? But <laughs> right, right away, I could see like the standard was class. Like It was, it was a notch up, to be fair. One-touch football, like um, possession boxes and that, that, that. They were great. So, But they were very welcome. Good good boys right away. You know, just clicked. They, they, took, they took me in, to be fair. So I think after the second session, I got pulled in with my agent. Again, didn't speak English. I got a, I got a Czech agent um, and spoke to the chairman. The manager, we sat down, translating a wee bit, and basically said they want to sign me after the second session. So I said, hey, that's great. I've done, I done well, to be fair. And then we had a couple of games at the end of the week. And I played played well against Premier League teams in Czech. And I came up against Milan Baros. Like, that was my first game. Uh, so he, he was a striker. Broken in there, eh? Aye, well, he's older. He's still... I came up against I was literally marking him at times, but no, that was class because I'm a Liverpool fan. So just to play against him, you know, the Champions League games that he played in, Milan and all that. Um, but mm-hmm. he, listen, he didn't have the same pace, but you could just see his movement and that was class. So uh, no, that was that was like I was, you know, right away I was like, wow, you know, that's that's unbelievable. So 
Uh, and then, yeah, ended up signing, so signed uh, a two-year deal. And as I said, loved it. You know, just another level of football. But the only thing, the only thing I struggled with was the town. It was quite like a, a small town. So a lot of these boys had family, like, you know, they, they would stay outside. So I had an apartment close by to the training ground and it was like, you know, on your own pretty much all the time. Yeah. You know, these boys would travel maybe 20, 30 minutes away, like to Glasgow. You know, they, they had kids, some of them, some of them married. Some of the younger boys, a couple of other younger boys stayed for Prague. They had a wee apartment between them as well. But like none of the none of the coaching team spoke English. So as I said, I'm I'm in a culture, I'm in an environment where like I'm just going to have to adapt quickly. So I had to learn Czech, you know, learned quite a lot. Um, team talks, tactics before games. It was solid. Like I didn't know what they were saying. We'd done video analysis before every opponent and they, they, like, they would just, the manager would just laugh and say like, you understand? I'm like, yeah, no problem in that. So, <laughs> Well, no, it was difficult, but to be fair, I fitted right in with the football. Uh, the style, Bansdorf, quality team, uh, technical, you know, a lot, of, a lot of small players maybe got bullied sometimes, but um, at the back, we were, we were strong at the back. We uh, played with two centre-backs, two keeper. He was on loan for uh, Sparta Prague. So, uh, no, the, uh, the style of play was played for the back, which suited me. The manager, like, that was my style. It was a bit different for America. It was opposite. Get get fullbacks high and overlapping, and that that was like that was my game. That was for you. Right. Yeah, that was that was my game down to a T, and I've done that in America to a certain degree. But just the style, direct to front. Sometimes you're not getting involved in the play. So no, listen, love that, and uh, obviously, so January to summertime, done really well, and uh, I had like had rumours like you know I was there was Premier League teams looking at me because I was the first Scottish player ever to play in Czech, right? Uh, and like obviously you're going to you're going to catch some attention, you know what I mean? Like, there's going to be people, like, interested in looking. So I heard uh, my agent said there was a few Premier League teams looking and stuff. So, and I'd, I'd done well for the uh, first five months. Played, again, stadiums were great, you know, full of fans. Like, just another level, like, in terms of just the whole package. So, no, I loved it. And then, obviously, came home, you know, had a holiday, time to relax. And then, uh, yeah, I got the call um, from my agent that's saying, like, you're, you're, you're going Premier League because of the first meeting I had with the chairman, it was just pretty much, like, I don't care how long you're here for, I just want to sell you. That's what he said to me. Like, they're, they're, they're a profit club, Bansdorf, eh? Like, that's yeah. all, supposedly, I, that's what I got told. They like to shift players on. They want, like, they've, they've, I think they've finished top once in that league, but it's not that they're not ambitious, it's just, like, the, the, he's, a, he's a businessman, like, so, you yeah. know, if he, get, if, he can, if he can get a player moved on for good money, he will, like, so, and that's what he told me. He said, I, I don't really want you to stay here, I want you to do well and just go, and we make money and we're happy. That's like, fair enough. So uh, that was their mindset, but they were great to me. Like, um, and then um, obviously I came back and uh, it was like the fittest I've ever been in pre-season. Like the pre-season was like another level, like honestly, double sessions. Our fitness trainer was um, the European boxing amateur champion. So he was like, <laughs> uh, but he's qualified as a, a fitness trainer. I worked with Slava yeah. as well. And just, they took it to another level, like every day and before the gym, half an hour pre pre-warm-up before you even do a gym session or before your training like you just didn't get that here in Scotland eh? it's just it's mm -hmm. just a different environment like these guys were dedicated like they were all looking after themselves and uh, as I said fitness wise I went through the roof like I mean like even compared to America and that just another level and um, sharp yeah you just in the style of play was the good came up against some quality uh, quality teams and uh, there's quite a, there was quite a few foreign players like from other countries you know in check as well so no it was a variety like but um so anyway and then the last pre-season game before um the season started uh, for the next season i went up for a header for a goal kick and the guys just came under me and he's pushed me and i've i've completely flipped and i've landed on my shoulder and bad like damaged it so i had to come off 
And uh, obviously I knew it was pretty serious, like, so uh, went to the doctor right away, seen a physio. They, they couldn't really diagnose it. This, you know, they said a couple of weeks and then eventually a couple of weeks went by. I was in the gym. That was tough. Even two weeks when you're not training on in games, trouble, like, eh? Um, yeah. Especially being in a foreign country, but you've not got your mates there, your family, like, it was, it was, it was shit at the time, like, so, anyway, two weeks went by, eh, and they asked me, like, you know, you ready to start training? I guess, I no, listen, there's something, right? <laughs> I can't, I'm in pain. So they ended up sending me to a bigger hospital, ruptured your shoulder, you're going to be four months. That's yeah. For fuck's sake. So, eh, that was, like, as I say, that was the fittest I've ever been, and eh, as I said, then to get that sort of injury was a huge blow, like, and then, eh, aye, four, mem- four months went by every day in the gym, couldn't train, just doing shoulder stuff with the fitness guy. And where the gym was, it was literally looking onto the training pitch. So every day I was watching the boys train, and it was aye, it was tough. Man. It was tough. It started to tear away at me because pretty much after training, I was just going back to my apartment and like there was nothing to do. Like I mean, like you couldn't socialise with anyone. There was the restaurants. There wasn't. There wasn't any, like bars or that. Just, the, the only time I had fun was if I went to Prague after a game on a Sunday. Like we played Sundays yeah. a lot at home on a Saturday. Like didn't really get me wrong. We we did have some nights with the boys like uh, Vansdorf, but it was just a very small town, eh? So and it's a, it's a beer a beer culture, but so I the only time I really done stuff was like. Uh, when I could go to Prague, sometimes I just booked a bus because I didn't have a car at the start. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, I, I thought, no, I need to, I need to get a car because the situation is okay. So I would get a bus to Prague and just I take it in. And I had one of the players lived in Prague, so I'd meet him a few times. We had a couple of nights out and that, so that was good. But as I said, anyway, being injured every day, it was it was like mentally draining. And as I said, just locked in four walls, you know, nothing to do. So. That was it. And then I started to feel myself like, okay, this is, you know, it's dragging, it's dragging. So I eventually go back to training, you know, lost all that sharpness, lost that fitness, still in like, all right, Nick, but, um, you know, got got up to a level where I, I started right away. Uh, the manager put me in, uh, played four games, and then I ended up tweaking my hamstring as well. So, and I was like, fucking, it's just one thing after another. I just, honestly, I, I just crumbled. I said, no, nah, I can't take it anymore. Like, as I said, I still had um, another six months on my contract. It came to, like, the winter period. And uh, I just, like, I ended up going, I ended up saying, like, hey, I got the news, like, my, my, gran- uh, my, my granddad wasn't well. And I just came, well, I just, uh, I said, I was in, I phoned my parents. And I said, no, nah, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, I've lost it. I said, like, it was tough. It's no excuses. It was just the injury, just the situation, the, the city. I said, I couldn't take another two months being injured because of hamstring. I was like, that's, that's, I've drew, no. I, I done a wee grade uh, two tear. And uh, I just like, basically I said to the club, like uh, I panicked. I was just like, no, nah, I need, I need to get here. Me. I was like, I, I need to go. And so set up a meeting with agent quickly and just like to go early prior to the, the break at Christmas. I said like, I need to go now. When I got the news about my granddad, anyway, so, mm-hmm. and I had a, I had an open conversation with the club. I said, listen, um, and also Sean, when, the, when I got there to the summer as well, the, I thought I was signing for the Premier League, so I had my heart set on that, and uh, I was buzzing. I uh, and I beefed with the boys and that, and then I got to I got to check, and I'd been told it's fallen through, so that was another blow mentally. But anyway, I, I cracked on. I said I put knuckle down, I worked hard, and then the injury came. So it's just fine margins, and uh, I found out later on as well from my agent that Vansdorf turned down a bid from a club that I didn't know about, and they kept it like private. And uh, I think it was 40,000 euros FC Burnell I'd bid. So that was a huge blow because I was just like, you know, why have they done that? Like, why have they not told me? So it was quite quite political over there. Like, it's all about money and stuff. I thought, Jesus, what? why would you not take that? Like, for yeah. somebody who's only... I've only been there six months. That's that's great business. Um, so I would have been signing Premier League and then obviously I got the two injuries. 
And I just said to the club, like, you know, at Christmas, I'm going off to have a think, like, because I've went a break for two months and they uh, chat with my family and that. And uh, basically, I, I made the decision, like, once I got home and settled in that, like, I was in that environment, I, I was honestly feeling going back to just that wee town. Eh? I couldn't, yeah. couldn't hack it anymore. Forget the football, I loved the full time. It was incredible, like, uh, but there's more to football than, you know, just training every day. Like, people see it on the TV and that, and you're like, oh, he's full time football. Obviously, I've not played the level, the, the elite level, but even still, there's sacrifices you make, but then that that was not one I was willing to go and do for another six months uh, because my head was gone. I was just like, nah. Uh, and obviously that's when I took the decision to say to the club, like, you know, I'm, I, I want to like cancel my contract. And uh, they were a bit funny, but they did say before they would agree to it. But then here comes the politics. So in the in December, the January window, um, I was trying to get them cancelled so I could maybe quickly sign for somebody here. I was <laughs> training with the Rangers in League Two just to keep fit. I had a few boys I knew. And uh, they were actually going to sign me in a short-term deal. We tried, we tried to contact the SFA, and then uh, the president at the club check was wanting like thirty thousand euros, and I was like, oh, no, "Nobody's paying that." I said, "You're, you're screwing mm-hmm. me." You're, I just want to get back playing. Eh? Like just even at part time, I wasn't bothered. Uh, as I said, I had interest in going abroad again, but uh, no, that was me. I'd done my, I'd done my spell abroad. You know, I'd done four years, and I was just like, "No, nah, I'm ready to like just stay Play back." Home, I with family and that. So, and. Um, so the, yeah, no, it came to like January. They were being funny. The club. I was trying to do everything with the SFA, phoning like the guys to deal with, it, and they were saying, "Listen, there's ways around it, but like technically, like if they release you, you can't." Like once January passed, I couldn't sign with anyone till obviously the the, uh-huh. the next season. So, mm-hmm. well, I finished in November. That was me November again. So I've just had this period out before in check, and then now I'm not playing football for another six months. So. And it's like, that was tough as well. I was like, Jesus. But, uh, and then that was it. Just uh, ended up going back to Spartans. Sort of like a comfort blanket back in uh, Saint for them in May. Just wanted to get back playing. Couldn't care. Uh, and then obviously in the background, this is when we were planning the business. So obviously, and then that's it. I went, to, uh, went back to Spartans and then uh, I, then it brought me to Kelty. <laughs> How did that move to Kelty end up coming around? Well, uh, I know. So listen, uh, I knew in the background the business was sort of taking shape and obviously it was... I had the during Spartans and then I, I said to myself, like, even then I was thinking, like, you know, I'm ready to, like, not give it up, but just have maybe one more challenge in me. So, um, obviously, I spoke to Scotty Linton. He's a good, like, one of my best mates. And uh, basically, he had said, like, he, you know, he was going to, we trained all the, uh, together in the gym and he's saying he was going to Kelty, like, that had been agreed because he wasn't high. He had a few injuries at East Fife and he wasn't happy in that. And he says, obviously, but he's played with Barry Ferguson and uh, he says, aye, it was an ambitious project, obviously. So, I said, oh, it's great. And, you know, we trained and then eventually um, he got in touch and just Scotty said, like, you know, Barry's been asking about you. He says, like, you know, what, what's your thoughts? I said, listen, I'm, I'm actually signed for another year at Kelly. It's it Spartans. I said, that's going to be difficult. But I said, obviously, I'd love, like, the pool of Barry Ferguson to play under him and the level he's played it and that. I said, no, I would love to do that. Like, you know, so I actually had to sort of push it a wee bit uh, with Spartans, which I didn't, didn't want to do because I had a good relationship with them. You know, they yeah. me as well. But... I thought, no, this is one, like, with this, the type of calibre the players that were signing Kelty and, like, I spoke to Dean and all that and uh, we'd done it by the book and stuff, but then Scotty was sort of doing, like, the, the middleman and stuff and uh, Barry had said, like, he'd been impressed with me, see me, like, he'd love to get him in and that and then uh, once he said that, I was like, no, you know what, like, I'm just going to have to be honest with Spartans and say, like, listen, I'll, I've not got many more challenges left. I said, this is sort of what I want to do. I know it's in the same league and stuff. So it was tough speaking to the club, uh, Doogie and Craig and that, the chairman of the Spartans, they were great uh, with me and that. But to be fair, they, they handled it like well. They were reasonable, understood. I just had to be a man about it and be honest and say, listen, I want to I want to go here. And 
give it a crack like Kelly are and they're going for the you know League Two and I thought that would be amazing to be a part of and as I said the Scotty going that was a big pull as well but no listen once mm-hmm. once you hear Barry Ferguson wants you yeah you know you're going to take it serious you know so uh, and then obviously kick on a, a month or so eventually I the the deal got like agreed and uh, I have signed for Kelly. It was a big move at the time because you had a pretty solid season with Spartans the year before. So for Kelly to be able to bring in you, uh, you know, and add something to the team was was brilliant at the time. So when you came to, to Kelly, you said obviously you good friends with, with Scotland. And who were some of the other players that you sort of were impressed by when you, you started playing? Uh, well, I know we Dylan as well prior. Uh, came up against him a wee bit. And obviously, I, I've known him through other like uh, boys as well and uh, so I'd been speaking to him in the side and obviously I know he's a quality player uh, a new hubby hubby's another one played with him at Cowden Beef we played in youth team and uh, he obviously that's when he got his move to Hearts and stuff quality player again so no like right away there was a few boys that I was like you know you're already I knew I would, you would settle in quickly and uh, I'd I heard obviously a few other boys that had been there Carg Stuart Cargill and that and um, I thought no the squad on paper was class and obviously they ended up bringing in players like Tam Tam Riley and Bash and so I said no and I, I, obviously I'd heard about them and I knew like Kelly were, were meaning business like so as I said for me to come in and sign it was, uh, it was a no-brainer like. No absolutely and you obviously you joined the team you performed well you performed really well to the point you ended up with the, the captaincy for, for the club as well how did that come about? Um, no, listen, that was uh, unexpected. I was, I'm was, i just that type of player that just knuckles down, works hard, try to be consistent. To be honest, don't think Kelty even seemed like the best of me, but as I said, no, it was uh, the team were just, we started off so early, like <laughs> we were blowing teams away. And um, as I said, no, I was loving it, loving it. And uh, obviously, I got the, when Muzz obviously uh, was a skipper before, a uh, good lad as well, when obviously the news that he was leaving, like I never, never even thought like I would be approached or, or asked. Like I tried to, I've always tried to be a leader in a way, like set example on the pitch and that. And I, I like to talk, but um, I've always seen myself as that, like. But um, so and then obviously I when must have announced the news he was departing, and then uh, I the gaffer Barry phoned me and just said, listen, um, I'm thinking about making you captain and that. What what, what would you think? And I said, oh, obviously, like I it'd be amazing. And I said. <laughs> It's like a privilege, I says, uh, for him to like think that of you as a player was great, and like just to think like playing with these boys, the potential that we had at the time and where we were going, I said that'd be amazing just to to win the league as a captain and like even get promoted like that. I thought that would be like an amazing, amazing uh, opportunity. So no, of course I wasn't going to turn down that. And uh, aye, so became captain and as I said, great, great bunch of boys. It was pretty easy to be honest. These, these boys have all played a good level and uh, aye, you don't have to tell them what to do. Yeah, they're experienced players. Aye, exactly. And you said obviously one of the draws was the, the opportunity to play under Barry. Was was it what you expected? His, his style of management and the style of play you had Kelly playing last season. Oh, listen, he was phenomenal. His man, like his man management, like just his, his training. Sorry, his training. I'll start with his training first. Just class. Like he just loved it. The training was exactly what a full time sort of club should be. Just intense, sharp tempo. Never, never ran you into the ground. Never long slog runs. It was always in like. It was always short and intense, but it was fun, enjoyable. And with a, with a good group of players, but they bought into what he was doing, like work ethic wise. And like the training sessions were always, you came off like absolutely fucked. <laughs> yeah. But uh, in a good way, like, no, like you were, you were sweating his proper, proper sessions. And like that's came for his his career, you know what I mean? So, no, that was another thing. And uh, Scott had told me prior as well, the training in his class. And uh, no, the style of play was, was great. Tempo, pass, 
movement. Like uh, as a fullback, wanted me, I getting forward and stuff. High, uh, get the centre backs on it. So no, it was the style play was good. And you can see right away that with the squad he built, the formation he played with the four two three one, it just just clicked right away. And um, and obviously we we done well. Uh, but no, it was exactly what I expected. Just uh, aye, another level, which as I said, it was really good. Yeah, and you you could see that the the level of training was there because that's why in nineteen twenty season the, the step up and things like set pieces and just holding position and and movement around the park it was it was a big step up to previous seasons with Kelty. Yeah, he worked in that and the training pitch done a lot of like uh, shape and that which you have to do. It's hard at part time. Like he's only got us for couple hours four hours a week to you know full time you do get away with doing obviously a lot more but uh no he done he done great in that sense got us organized made us hard to beat as well when we don't have the ball you know shifting side to side that was a big thing him and bob worked on like it's all just been set up as a team like because if you're set up correctly then that's how you dominate teams uh going forward and like defensively um and we countered quick as well but we could keep the ball as well so it was yeah. a, a mixture of play like Absolutely, and it was a massive season. Um, lots of sort of standout games, standout moments in the season. What were what were some of the highlights for yourself last year? Oof, a lot of good games, a lot of like good performances for the team. Like even just beating Annan in that uh, was it Challenge Cup? Uh, yeah, I just like you know beating your team because we we battered them with ten men, <laughs> uh, and that was just shown like Kelly are a League Two team, but even League One. It was just showing we could compete with that, like that just sealed it sort of thing. That was a that was a good day like for the fans and that. And then obviously I, I think Solly Hill game was class, amazing. Uh, I know we didn't get the result in the end, but Jesus, what a, what a game, what a crowd. And uh, to play a team who were pumping money down in the conference, I think they were top at the yeah. time. Like, you know, this conference is full time as well. These have got some some big players. And see when you've seen the size of these boys, like you know, the English game is is tough as well. Like, but no, we were we were growing that day, um, and like that was a exciting game to be part of. Like, and then obviously, I we had the the Scottish Cup, which was, it was nice to play in with the, the the fans, the the TV and that. But obviously, the result was uh, was shit. But no, like these are some highlights you look back and say, it was it was class and just uh, just some of the games and the the performances just. Blitzing teams, eh? you can't don't get sick of <laughs> scoring loads of goals. And uh, I know sometimes they make their job easier at the back when your uh, your forwards are just absolutely destroying teams. Absolutely. Obviously, the season ended up getting getting cut short on the end. How how hard the hit was that? You said obviously you had that that last challenge in you, um, and it was sort of it was dragged away. That's a lot of things have been with, with COVID. How hard was that when that came around? Yeah, no, that was tough to be honest, Sean, because um, as I said, just. Last couple of years, like the the wee niggles and injuries, and to be fair, I had a few Kelly near the end, like December, was out for a bit, missed a few games, and then came back and then got another B one, and I've just like you know started getting frustrated. And uh, obviously, the dream was to I finish the season as like captain, winning the uh, lifting the trophy, party, and like you picture that as a you always dream as that as a fair like to celebrate the you can't be a dressing room when it's party time, like after something like achieving a trophy or winning the league. I've been fortunate to do both, and it's just I there's nothing better. So that's something like. When I knew the season was coming to halt, I said, just my luck, like, you know, captain of such a quality team and uh, looking like we're going to win the league and obviously the playoffs were different. But uh, I said for that to get taken away due to COVID was, was hard, like, and that's like, just couldn't believe it, to be honest. And uh, obviously, I think my last game as well, I came off injured against Bonnie like, in February. So that was my last, like, game with Kelty, like a shit way to finish um, coming off just after half time, I think it was. And uh, I like that's no what you want to be remembered by. Like you would, would have loved to celebrate with the fans at the end of the season and proper, you know, a proper party. But um, as I said, sometimes uh, you can't predict for a pandemic. 
No, absolutely. I'm sure um, with, with the way your business is going, there's, there's plenty of boys and girls that are always going to be looking for beers and wine. So I'm sure you'll be back celebrating sort of the end of the season and, and it was the end of your footballing career. What Was that something you'd sort of thought about as the season progressed or did COVID sort of give that nudge to say, let's call it and focus on the business? Yeah, no, listen, I'll be honest, like, obviously I kept it, I spoke to Scotty and that about it, but I kept it pretty private, like, uh, I'd been thinking about it for a while, like, uh, even, like, around Christmas time and not, my, my goal was just to, you know, finish this season as champions and potentially, like, go up, that was it, that's all I was thinking, it wasn't, like, my mind was uh, focused elsewhere, but I said to myself, like, if we did do it this year, then probably I was going to call it a day, like, after, even if we did get promoted, like, uh, it would have been harder, obviously, if we got to League Two and stuff. But I think my mind was ninety nine percent sort of like made up, like. And then obviously, when this happened in February, and I found out the season was coming to a halt, and you know, don't know when we're going to resume. We had then six months, which to be fair, it when does it start back up? October, November. So, and then I was like, Jesus, like, I, I like, I need to let the club know soon, like, you know, I, I, I take a lot of time to think about it, and I thought, no, it's no fair. I uh, have to like when when we started getting the preparation going again for like the, the new season, like the fitness, and I said, no, nah, like I'm, I've made my mind up here. Like I need to focus on my business here because another year of potentially like turning down events on the Saturday. Like I had my brother helping last year doing events. He's busy as well, family tripping in, and I'm the face of the business. So I was like, I need to be there. Uh, I need to be uh, at these events and like it's it's income as well, money uh, and to grow. Like you know, I did f- the business, I did focus, but the football does keep. Does take up a lot of your time, like especially Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Like people don't realize, even part time, but still a commitment. And I said, you know, we've obviously the rest of the year, I was like, we've got events that I need to sort of be there, especially next year. I said, like the way it's going now, I just generally couldn't play football, and that's not a bad problem. But um, no, I think yeah, you're right. Covid sort of nudged that to the final sort of like decision. No, absolutely. Well, when we saw you playing football, you could see the passion that came across. If you're putting that same passion into your business, I'm sure it'll be. It'll be very successful. Well, I um, for for everybody that is listening up, um, maybe after that they're wanting a nice glass of wine or or a bottle. <laughs> of beer. Whereabouts can they, they find your business in? Uh, so I know we're online. Uh, uh, uk. Uh, we're on so, all social media platforms. So yeah, you can get in touch via them or just check the website out. And uh, no, we we deliver all over the UK. So um, not a problem. Anybody needs something, we can help. So yeah, we've got a large selection of beers and wines from Italy, fantastic products, and yep, crack on the website, have a look, and as I said, we'll, we'll deliver anywhere. Oh, absolutely, brilliant. Well, look, thanks for speaking to us today, and thanks a lot for, for what you've done in the time at Kelly as well. No, I appreciate it, we loved it, and as I said, just a wee shout out to the fans, they were great, and as I said, they've still supported the business as well, and the players and the club, they've been magnificent, that was another thing I didn't mention, to be fair. Uh, aye, the, the committee, the social club, everything, just, I've been made welcome from the day I walked in, and as I said, didn't think they'd seen the best of me either, and it was cut short, you know, I was only with the club for a short time, really, what, six, six seven months, six months, when it mm-hmm. shuts in February, but no, I love my time there, and as I said, uh, I'm glad to see that they're, they're continuing to do well, and as I said, there'll be a few games to catch up. Well, she's just a Celtic lady. She'll no take no advice. It's a drafty double bill. You heed the rope and shift to get wise. Her father's just a waster. Her mother's on the game. She's just a Celtic lady, but I love her just the same. 